Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott Luton with you here on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's show. Today, we're speaking with a business leader on a critical topic, cybersecurity. And we've all seen cyber threats continue to grow across global supply chain. Stay tuned for a few things that you should know, you must know, you got to know. So no further ado, I want to welcome in our guest here today, Allison Krejci Giddens, president of Wintech Inc., an award-winning manufacturing company that works in a variety of industries, including aerospace, medical, construction, and a lot more. Allison, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Uh, doing wonderful. And it's been really cool to see you and, and the Wintech Inc. team continue to grow, tackle big projects. And I really appreciate you coming in here today and sharing some of your expertise. Definitely. Thanks for having me. You bet. Now, before we get into cybersecurity, you, you know me, I like to kind of start with a factoid and kind of a fun warm-up question. So today we got a good one. Uh, Allison, as I was sharing pre-show, this little um, uh, anniversary, I'll call it, tech, tech anniversary, created a firestorm of debate on a team call this morning. Uh, so let, I'm going to share it first and then we'll get you a way in. So we're recording this episode today on September 23rd, right? Now, on September 23rd, 2008, the world's first Android-based smartphone was released by Google and T-Mobile. It was called the G1 or the HTC Dream, depending on where you live in the world. So, Allison, are you a devout Apple or Android user? I am Android all day long. Okay. I, oh, yeah. What are you? So, well, so I learned, as I mentioned Earlier in that team call, I heard I learned things. I felt like I was just being born because how much I learned in that 20-minute discussion. <laughs> um, I am Apple on my phone, but I am Android or uh, P, uh, PC everywhere else. Does that make sense? Okay, see, but that's confusing because I tried having an iPhone at one point, and I hung up on every caller on accident <laughs> because it's the opposite, right? It's the the green and the red buttons for answering uh, calls or declining calls are opposite. So I had started with an Android style phone, I think. Yep. And then just for the heck of it, I thought, all right, well, everybody keeps talking about iPhone, so I'll go get an iPhone. <laughs> I got an iPhone, hated it, hated really? it. Oh my God, I, I kept deleting apps on accident. I kept hanging up on people. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> it just didn't yes, work. Android every day, all day. Well, you know, so I've never stopped to think about, so one of the, 17 pages of notes this morning is <laughs> all the, some of those folks that are like really uh, completely dedicated on the Apple side, you know, they've got iPhones and then they use, um, you know, Apple laptops and whatnot. And they were just singing the praises of how everything synced and they don't have to, you know, use different apps and stuff that just, maybe that's I'm slow, Google. but that's Google. Like they, Google will do That's, that's my life is my Google calendar, my Google email, my Google photos, everything's okay. integrated there. All right. Well, mate, I'm just behind the time. So we'll, we'll have to, uh, we'll exchange uh, some and compare notes more about all Google or all Apple and the benefits there. But uh, but moving right along to the greater challenge of the day, and by the way, thank you for uh, weighing in on, on that debate. But the big topic at hand, cybersecurity, right? 
And as you and I both know, it's not going away anytime soon. In fact, the challenges are only getting more complex. And I would argue that global supply chains have never witnessed the level of cyber attacks that they've been experiencing in recent months. So before we get you away in with your expertise, I'm going to share just a couple of factoids on the front end. So speaking of that level of activity of bad actors out there trying to do bad things, according to Checkpoint Research, second quarter 2022 saw an all-time peak where global global cyber attacks increased by 32% compared to the same time frame in 2021. Now, what does it look like? Well, the European Union Agency for Cybersecurity says that malware is used in 62% of supply chain cyber attacks. 58% of supply chain incidents target customer data. And we've seen some big names get compromised there, right? Uh, And then finally, in 66% of the attacks on global supply chain, suppliers either didn't know or they failed to report how they were compromised. And that doesn't help us uh, in many ways and, and to help you know, end-to-end supply chain. So, Allison, with that as a backdrop and, and so much more, what are, from your view, three things that business leaders, especially those in global supply chain, must know about cybersecurity? Well, yeah, those are some pretty staggering statistics and numbers there. Um, I believe that the three that really stick out to me, uh, one you touched on right away, and that mm-hmm. is, business leaders need to understand that it's not a matter of if you'll ever get compromised, it's the matter of when. And will you be resilient? How will you bounce back? It's all in you know, risk management and, and planning for the worst case scenario. That is the absolute number one thing. Business leaders, especially those that cybersecurity is not a subject that they're an expert in, something that they've got to understand. And, and so wishful thinking, a failure to be rooted in reality, you know, all the the hope is not a strategy, all that stuff. And and to you, I like your last point there. Um, you know, if business leaders aren't a cybersecurity or, or or maybe not even a technologist, that's okay. Find an expert who can help them um, get out in front as much as they can. Right. That's bingo, and that's number two. That okay. would be oh, okay. It's perfect. Sorry. <laughs> so no, that's good. Nice segue. It's it's not that. Business leaders, especially people in small business, there's there's the notion that, well, oh, we have to know everything, right? We have to be the good HR person. We have to know accounting and finance. And, um, oh, by the way, if you're in manufacturing, you also have to know the shop floor. There's all these things that we all have to know and become really, really good at. You don't have to be, quote, good at cybersecurity. You need to find somebody you trust in that space. And whether that's inside or outside of your company, that's a whole nother topic for another podcast for another day. Um, but that is definitely number two is you you need to know what you don't know and you need to find someone you trust to help you do it. Yeah. You know, trust has been such a an ongoing theme in a bunch of recent conversations that we've been having. And you're absolutely right. In fact, one of the stats I didn't grab from some of the pre-show reading I was doing was how many of these attacks eat at and erode at the trust between customers and suppliers and, and, you know, amongst the supply chain. Um, And, you know, if, if you believe, you know, because, um, you know, once you're, let's say, I'll tell you what, let me make this make sense. So, you know, we were the victim of a cyber attack years ago, right? And, and had a big loss. Um, And what took place at a high level is folks had penetrated uh, a team member's email and then they were able to pose as 
uh, as customers and as as us collecting on payments, right? So talk about if you're if you're trusting the conversations and you you don't know who you're you're dealing with, and then payments were diverted, Allison. So Allison, the, the trust factor, you know, folks, bad actors are preying on the trust factor with many of these cyber attacks. I mean, we're living proof. And going back to your first point, you're gonna be a victim. You're going to be a target rather, you know, and it's up to you to mitigate that risk, right? Yep. Bingo. It's, it's up to you to mitigate that risk. It's up to you to plan accordingly. And if that Mm. means making sure you've got, you know, a solid backup that is also not compromised, it's um, finding somebody you try. It's, it's having that plan is, is ultimately um, something that has those top two things would fall under, right? A a risk management plan or an incident response plan. It's okay. If this happens, then what do we do next? Um, and, and you have to have somebody you trust to help you come that, come up with that. But fact of the matter is, yes, you got to have it. And kind of no different those contingency plans you're talking about. No different than if you were to have a chemical leak at your facility, or if you were to have you know p- the pandemic. Of course, got many exactly. organizations and leaders rethinking scenario and contingency planning. So no different here, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. And that third thing, I think I would tell business leaders, um, anyone dealing in supply chain, really any any business owner, leader, you, you name it. Uh, there are two things that you can do to immediately make a significant impact in your cybersecurity posture right now. And that is use MFA. That's multi-factor authentication. That is having a one of those, uh, whether it's Google Authenticator, whether it's Duo, a lot of these different apps that will prompt you for a code um, in order to access an application or an email. All of these things is just another layer of security. I believe Microsoft estimated that uh, well over 95% of incidents could have been prevented by MFA. That's mind-blowing. That's mind-blowing. Like, why would you not do MFA? So that third piece, uh, so I guess 3A is use MFA, and 3B is never underestimate the power of the user, Mm. and that's in good ways and bad. Your people are your first line of defense. Your people are also your weakest link. Mm. So if you can make immediate impacts in training, and there are plenty of resources out there to make that happen, um, if you can do that, then between that and MFA, you are going to be light years ahead of your peers. Well said. Well said. Uh, what's the old Benjamin Franklin, uh, Franklin, Franklin, Franklin um, saying about an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? Something like that. You, <laughs> yep. That applies here, right? Oh, absolutely. There's It's pennies on the dollar for a lot of these. Um, these websites that I'll, uh, I'm off the top of my head, I'm thinking know before and proof point okay. and these different, they're different training websites and yep. things you can put together to help employees understand and recognize phishing attempts and safe internet browsing and things like that. If anything's going to happen, it's going to be because someone clicked on something or someone basically invited the bad guys in right. knowing it or not, you have your insider threats, but generally it's your people clicking a link. And, yep. and by doing that, and uh, like I said, MFA and, and helping the user to understand and recognize and identify the bad guys, that's key. 
Well said. All right. So I know you're going to share a few resources. You just kind of did a moment ago, but uh, before you, you share any, any others, I just want to bring up email, right? Because uh, the few times I mentioned uh, a minute ago, our worst uh, attack where it did, um, you know, there was loss. And then there's been a couple of close calls to your point exactly where, you know, these days email ghosting, it, it can look, unless you really got the magnifying glass out, it can look just like it's coming from the person that they are saying they are. And and yes. sometimes there'll be a quick request and then, you know, you're in the middle of your day. So you work on what they need and send it to them and you, then you blink and then you're, you're not sending it yep. to John or Jane or whomever. You're sending it to a bad actor that then, to your point, now that we've invited them in and given them, given them a little, little opening, they take yep. it and they do bad things. You got it. And so it's, it is, they play off of the bad guys play off of, of psychology and, and just human factors. And yes, we, this, the, the Uber attack that we've all heard about of recent um, in the news cycles, yep. they were compromised and um, I, I have not been keeping up with it as much as I should, but in the early days of the announcement, from what I understand, it happened because there was um, basically somebody kept hitting that MFA request button and the person on the other end who might have been a better gatekeeper mm-hmm. um, ended up just getting a little frustrated with the requests and just said, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add device <laughs> right. and hit the button. So, you know, we, whether or not, and gosh, it, God bless the people at Uber for having to deal with all of the fallout, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, again, your people are your first line of defense and yep. don't, don't let, you know, don't let your policies or don't, don't let urgency get in the way of, of the well-meaning policies. Well said. Uh, one last thing, one last thing, because uh, what some of what you've been sharing here has triggered one, one more experience. Um, w- one of the, one of the incidents, I'll call it, uh, one of the times that we were, we had a bad actor trying to penetrate us. They had posed as one, one of the team, one of our team members a few years back. And this was the sweetest team member, low key. Uh, you could never make them angry about anything. Oh no! Right? Well, get this: in the email, whoever was was portraying this individual was demanding and like it was getting stern and, and demanding. You know, I need this now. You know, and it really it caused me and a few others to stop and say, "Hey, man!" And this was like during the middle of the day. It's not like it was over beers. You know, right? The, the, the individual was right. You know, typing as late at night or something. But I think you got to look for that. As leaders, if something doesn't sound right, yes. look right, even the smallest little thing, call yep. time out mm-hmm. and do a little homework and just make sure. And so, you got to communicate that to your people too. So we have we have a thing here at WinTech where we tell people, you will never, ever, ever, quote, get in trouble for deleting an email that looks weird. Mm. I have regularly, I have people call me into their office. Do you have a minute? Look over my shoulder. Is this you or is this so-and-so or does this look legit? <laughs> right. And it's like, when in doubt, delete it. Because if somebody legit is going to send one of my employees something that looks sketchy, yep. then shame on them. <laughs> Try again. And and to your point, you know, it, it's something urgent. That's, that's actual, real, urgent and, and business-related they're not getting answered. They're probably going to call you and they're yep. definitely going to email you again. Uh, so anyway, love your practical, been there, done that tips. I uh, appreciate what you're doing in industry uh, to elevate the conversations for cybersecurity and beyond. Um, you know, here in the States, of course, uh, the National Defense Supply Chain uh, Organization. We're trying to get a lot smarter about that and love the leadership you're doing there. 
Um, okay, resources. What other resources would you throw out there for any of our listeners? I really say the first place to start is CISA.gov, and that is C-I-S-A.gov. It's a it's a website. It's a very comprehensive website. It's the government doing the hard work. It's they're doing, and I know kind of the joke from a business owner's perspective would be, oh, that's a first. Um, but the government is doing the legwork on the information sharing. When you look at what they call um, the security advisories, and I, I just kind of got this summary not too long ago from a friend of mine, uh, Ryan Bonner. Did it really runs, come from uh, Ryan? Did it really come uh, from Ryan? It did. This this really <laughs> came from yes. This particular uh, really came from Ryan. Uh, he's with DefCert, and his um, his focus is helping small businesses in the defense industry base kind of you know, protect themselves, get up to speed, get prepared for industry frameworks and standard certifications. And um, he pointed out, he said, when you look at the, the security advisories from US CERT, which is on CISA.gov, these are all the advisories, all that this is the government monitoring stuff in the country, out of the country, everywhere. And you can notice they're the same patterns. Mm. It's things reminding, it, it's basically the bad guys that the, the fix in what they're trying to, to do or attack, the fix is having offline data backups. It's making sure that you know who has access into your network. It's using MFA. It's monitoring your systems, knowing having someone you trust be able to watch the traffic within your network. Yep. It's making sure that you're patching. You know, when Microsoft sends out an urgent security pack package, you're not, or patch, you're not sitting around for three weeks before you install it. It's all of these different things, but there's so many patterns in those security advisors that if this gets overwhelming, which I guarantee you it can, it's apt to do, that's where to start is look to see where those patterns are and how they are applicable to your systems. Excellent. And, you know, those patches that you mentioned, uh, I know here in in recent months, um, those patches have been urgently created and distributed because of specific attacks uh, were prevalent and were growing because they were taking advantage of, of newly exposed weaknesses in the right. technology. So, hey, take those patches and those updates very seriously to your point, Allison, and in a timely manner, right? You got it. Yep. Those vulnerabilities, once they're once they're acknowledged and discovered, can be a scary place for anybody working in cyber. So, again, just comes back to find somebody you trust who can help you when these kind of things come up. That's right. Okay. Uh, other resources, I would include you on there, right? And some of the groups you're a part of. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I don't know about that. I know just enough to be dangerous here. No, I just, I speak to kind of my experience in the small business world and kind of where we have started. Um, you know, you only have so many, you only have so many resources to devote to these kind of things, especially when cyber is not your either subject matter expertise or what you're selling. Right. right. But right. you still have to implement this in your in your business. But, yeah, another resource I'd say is tap into your industry association, whether that's even if the industry association is not a cyber related one. Right. Chances are they probably have recommendations or they can connect you to somebody who does. So um, that's that's another really good, good yep. option. Excellent point. Excellent point. Um well, you know, one other thing that I know we have in common in terms of uh, what we k- get a kick out of, perhaps, uh, and it's not necessarily hacking and and related to cybersecurity, but it's along those lines of bad actors doing doing bad things. You know, there's there's a whole racket out there. In fact, I would call it a, a burgeoning global cottage industry of folks that are making calls 
uh, imitating different folks and getting their victims to go to stores and buy gift cards, right? You and I yes. both have seen this. Yep. Well, social fun, engineering. Social engineering. Thank you. Um, you always bring a lot more intelligence uh, to the table than I do. Thank you for Allison for making no, me feel just smart. Different. We're different, and that's good. <laughs> so, um, but there's there's a there's also at the same time that all these folks have been taken advantage of, which isn't funny. But what is funny is across YouTube there are folks that have really specialized in in um, becoming folks are are messing with these bad actors, right, and trying to use their time so that they. Um, so they're not out there harming others. And I got to tell you, Allison, I wish I brought a list of some of my favorite YouTube channels along these lines. If you Google, Google probably hacker prank or something like that. And you'll see these people. They're great. Oh, they're they're so, those are are so good. Yes. Because for every minute that you're distracting them on that, then they're not, they're not taking advantage of somebody who is uh, not paying attention. That's right, and unfortunately, there's lots of folks that get out of there. They get they get this this bad uh, fake call. They get out of their their recliner and go to you know Walmart and buy all these gift cards and transfer them over, and then they blink and they're out a couple yep. of grand. And all of it was just you know a, um, was just a, um, a a a crime, you know. So anyway, yep. um, all right. So Allison, we love you know you, you uh, co-host shows around here, make appearances. Uh, love your passion for manufacturing and lifting industry up. Um, love your work with women in manufacturing, right? Um, so how can folks, if they want to, you know, compare notes cyber-wise, if they want to compare notes manufacturing-wise, if they want to connect with you on social, how can folks connect with you? Definitely find me on LinkedIn. I'm Allison Giddens on LinkedIn. Would love to connect with people. I kind of occupy that funny, goofy space of defense manufacturing and uh, cyber standards and contractual flowdown and all that kind of really, really fun and riveting <laughs> topics. Uh, but yeah, definitely would be happy to connect with, with folks on LinkedIn. And I'd add in uh, the book reviews. I love your book reviews. And no one does, does not too many folks do book reviews anymore. I love um, you make you make reading a lot easier, and I, pre- I love how you share your le- your key lessons learned uh, uh, from your different reads. So keep on sharing, keep on leading. So big thanks uh, to Allison Crachy Giddens, president at WinTech Inc., for joining us here today. Allison, thanks again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. Okay, folks, uh, you heard. Uh, you know, take action. Deeds, not words. You got to take care of your organization and your team, your intellectual property, your resources. So you got to be proactive at all of that. So with all that said, uh, Scott Luton here wishing all of our listeners nothing but the best. Hey, be like Allison, do good, give forward, be the change that's needed. On that note, we'll see you next time right back here on Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at SupplyChainNow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now.